Lord, we do thank you for this opportunity to gather in your name and to call upon the name of the Lord as we just uh, gather in and want to look to the Lord in these days for that mighty outpouring of the Holy Spirit on our churches, on us. Pray, Lord, you'll uh, undertake for this word, that you'll just help me to uh, speak clearly for your namesake and speak the words that you want me to speak. Thank you, Lord. Well, uh, <clears throat> thanks again, Rick, for this opportunity. Uh, I've got a bit of a cold, so I hope you can hear me okay. Um, I've got a cold that's my friend. It won't go away. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. Um, I just wanted to say a few words uh, just for a meditation to, before we pray. A few words on the prodigal son, which uh, <clears throat> is, is found in Luke chapter 15 and verse 11. The prodigal son. And uh, <clears throat> as we know, this well-known story that a man had two sons. And uh, we can also acknowledge the fact that we indeed ourselves are sons and heirs. We are, um, as it says in Romans, children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God joint heirs with Christ. And it's just lovely to think that we have a Father in heaven who has made us heirs with Christ. And we have this wonderful gift given us of salvation that enables us to be enjoined in this family of God. And it's just wonderful. As we uh, <clears throat> come to prayer, we know we're coming to our Father in heaven. Um, so this man had two sons, and the younger, of course, uh, wanted to take his inheritance and uh, take it away with him. And as, as it says, uh, I'm just going down through the verses here. Uh, he went into a far country, it says in 13, verse 13. He went into this far country, away from the father, and he wasted all that he had. He wasted that inheritance. He wasted his substance. And he wasted it in the world. And I think it's possible for the church to waste really uh, what we have been given, to waste a lot of uh, what the Lord gives us in this inheritance. Uh, you know, as Paul says, as uh, fellow heirs with Christ, we have a unsearchable riches in Christ. We have so much, yet we can waste it, squander it, or not really maybe die, uh, mine the depths of what the Lord has given us. Not really understand what our salvation gives us as heirs. Not really seek the Lord for what our inheritance is. But anyway, this man squandered the lot. Blew it all, and he ended up in a very bad situation. As it happened, at the same time, there was a famine in the land. And in many respects, I think we have come into a period 
in our church history where there's been a famine of the hearing of the word of God. And you may be very fortunate and be in a place where you're actually hearing a good word. But there is, I think, for, for a lot of people, a famine of the hearing of the word of God in these days. And as this poor man found himself in these circumstances, he went to the world for help. Of course, the world might seem brilliant at the beginning. It might seem fantastic with all its bright lights and all its promises. In the end, it's failure, it's loss. It might have seemed like a good idea to go down to this far country in the beginning, but it ends in failure. And they ended up having to feed swine. And it says in verse 16, no man gave him anything. He was hungry and no man gave him aught to eat. So here he was, no food. And when we, even as Christians, we can arrive in a place where we have no soul food. Our souls are hungry for the word of God. There's no food, no feeding for our souls, no growing. Our soul can be in famine. And that's a pretty awful situation to be in as well, isn't it, really? But, but here's the wonderful thing. Here's the lovely thing. He came to himself, verse 17. Now, I think that is a lovely verse for anybody who is in a situation outside of the Lord who needs to be saved and comes to himself. The Holy Spirit sends that convicting power into a person's life by the word of God. But it's also true for those who are saved. It's also true for, let me say, the prodigal church. It's true that the Lord brings us to ourself. The Lord gives the word. The Lord turns us around. And we have right thinking. We can't have fuzzy thinking. We can have thinking that is uh, really not uh, the truth of the word of God. But the Lord is able to bring us to a place where we have right thinking. And he said, I will arise and go to my father. And it was just so lovely yesterday to hear in the prayers that uh, this this phrase was prayed yesterday, that our feet were pointing the right way. Isn't that a wonderful start? When our feet point back towards the Lord, pointing the right way. <laughs> After going down into the world, there's a turnaround, pointing back to the Father. And you know, isn't it lovely? It's just all of God's love. It's God's love toward us. God saves us. God redeemed us. And if we ever find ourselves in a situation that we're away from God, the Lord is able to draw us back. <laughs> His love toward us can draw us, can turn us around, can point our feet in the right direction, back to him. And, you know, it's a long way back sometimes. It's not easy. It's a long way back to the Father. But here's the thing. That long journey back to the Father, I'm sure 
this young chap, this man, had plenty of time to reflect on where he went wrong. But on that journey back, he did acknowledge his sin. He acknowledged where he was. But I wonder how did he get back from where he was in that far country, back to the father when he was so hungry? He was in a country where there was a famine. He was down there with the pigs, swine, feeding him. No man gave him anything to eat. How did he find his way back to the father? Well, we can only say the father sustained him. The Lord helps us on the way back. We are sustained by the word of God. We are helped. And it's wonderful in these meditations. It's wonderful in our prayers. Even the prayers can help us on the word of God. It's wonderful the help we find in our churches among like-minded Christians, the help we find on the way back. <laughs> the Lord helps us. The Lord sustains on the way home. And he did acknowledge that he wasn't worthy, but verse 20, he arose and came to his father. What lovely words. He arose and came to his father. And a long way off, the father met him. So not only does the Lord help us by the word of God, not only are we sustained in our returning back, the Lord went out to meet him when he was a long way off. The Lord, such love, such love toward us. And the son, obviously, he was in contrition. He was humbled. He thought, well, even if I'm a servant, if I become one of those hard servants, that'll do me. But no, there was more. There was more. And when he got back to the father, the father fell on him, kissed him. What a lovely welcome there was. There was no, you did this, you did that. You squandered your inheritance. <laughs> that was lovely. The Lord's love is far above all we can think and hope. The father put the best robe on him, the ring on his finger and shoes on his feet. Such a welcome, the robe of righteousness that covers us. It says in, in that church to Laodicea that they were blind and naked and that they didn't know it. The Lord says, you know, come and I'll give you a, a white robe to put on. The Lord does it for us. The repentant church were covered in his righteousness, the Lord's righteousness, not our own. His righteousness covers us, that lovely robe of his. And a ring on his finger, sonship was restored. There's that restoration, lovely sonship restored with the Father. What a place of comfort to be in, to be restored back to the Father. And as the Christian church of today, I believe the Christian church of today is not the Christian church that we read about in the scriptures. The Christian church of the day, I believe, is lovely. It's coming back because we're drawn back. We're drawn back to him. It's lovely that the Lord has this drawing power. And he's giving us the light of the word of God to bring us back, bringing us back to him bringing us back into the fold and those shoes on his feet 
another token of the sonship. We're in the family of God. And in that place of secure comfort, his steadfast love upon us, it's such a lovely place to be. We can rejoice because we can rejoice, like John said, and behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Lovely place to be. But his love bestowed on us, we come back to him. And they killed the fatted calf. They made merry. What rejoicing there is. What rejoicing. I just like to think of that rejoicing like when revival comes. When revival comes, the people of the Lord will rejoice because they'll know him. They'll rejoice because they'll know just that movement of the Holy Spirit amongst us. They'll rejoice because the church will have a testimony of who God is. The church will have a testimony of what the Lord has done for us and the world. The church will be able to say, this is our God. The church will portray Christ. What a wonderful testimony. And uh, going back to this prodigal son, the father said, he said this twice, in fact. My son was dead and is alive again. And when the Lord says something twice, he really means it. My son was dead and is alive again. How wonderful to have the life of Christ in us. The Lord himself said, uh, the water that I give shall be a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Springing up into everlasting life <laughs> what a wonderful concept it is the life of christ in us springing up and uh, uh, the father went on to say then uh, my son was lost and is found and i just love to be able to say the lord can find the repentant one the lord himself can bring him back the Lord can restore. The Lord loves us. His steadfast love never ends. He never lets us go. The Lord loves us. How wonderful it is that when we find ourselves in a place where we're, we're convicted by the Holy Spirit, that we can come back to him. So that's just a simple uh, few thoughts. But coming back to the Lord, the, I'm not going to say very much about the elder son, but the elder son was doing the right thing. He was out there working for the father, but he got angry because he saw the younger son who had squandered everything being welcomed back. Well, I suppose that's just human nature. <laughs> but uh, it just does reinforce the fact of how good the Lord is to us. And how good, you know, I do feel that we have been drawn into this little gathering here, 52 people, sometimes 60, gathered in from all arts and parts. And I do feel that, that the drawing power of the Holy Spirit has enabled us to be able to be in this prayer meeting, facilitated by Stephen and Rick, 
Well, I do feel that it's just part of the Lord's ways with his church at this time that we are to wait on him, that we're to call upon him to restore, to revive us. We're to call upon him to pour out the Holy Spirit on the church again. We're to wait on him for this awakening and this ability, God-given ability, for the church to be able to have a testimony of who the Lord is. And whether you think you're the prodigal son or whether you think you're the son at home, or I think this, well, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't get away from the fact the Lord is drawing. And if we follow on the Lord's commands and if we follow the Lord's leading and his drawing back to him, there'll be rejoicing. There'll be a day when there'll be rejoicing. When the Lord does actually come in and pour out his Holy Spirit on his own people, on his own church, how we can rejoice because we know it's of the Lord and his steadfast love never changes, never fails. It's with us forever. So I, although the prodigal son may be a, a story that they may not feel fits with your own circumstances, I think we can still learn a lot about it and learn that the Lord can draw us back. The Lord can draw us to him. That's such a wonderful place to be, to know that we're in the will of God, waiting on him in these days. What else is the church going to do? What else can we do? We don't have any power. Wait on him for that power that comes down from above. So that's just my meditation for today. Just saying that it'll encourage us as we go on to wait on him.